Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Today I am talking with a very good friend of mine, Tanika Tang. She is just the most beautiful, brightest ray of sunshine. She helps women with mindset. And in this conversation, we talk about how you don't have to live the hustle lifestyle, that you can find ease in the things um, that you want to do within your business, within your life. Um, I love this so much. She is always down to get vulnerable with me. And if you've listened for a while, you know that that is my jam. But before I give you access to this wonderful conversation that I have with Tanika, I wanted to let you know that my one-on-one coaching applications are currently open for the month of March 2021. What do I help coach stylists on? I want to get you out of debt. For real. That's what I want. I want you to live financially free. I want you to have an emergency fund. I want you to be able to afford the house that you've always wanted. I want you to be able to take off the weekends, take off nights. I want you to feel the freedom of having your financial shit together. So if you are ready to take action, you're looking for somebody to somebody to hold you accountable and just kind of have a bird's eye view. Um, You know, sometimes having an outsider come and help you figure your shit out is all you really need. So yeah, I will leave the application link in the show notes and you can also find it on my, in my Instagram bio um, at underscore Misty Jane underscore. But enough about that. Let's get into this amazing conversation with, like I said, this beautiful ray of sunshine, Tanika Tang. Enjoy. Hello, my beautiful Tanika. Hi, miss. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to have you on because, you know, I love to get vulnerable with people and you're one of my favorite people to have conversations like this with. And I'm just happy to see your beautiful face. (laughs) This has just made my day. So tell everyone listening where you're from, what you do, all the things. 
Um, so I'm Tanika Tang. I am originally from Trinidad, but I live in Barbados. It's in the Caribbean where Rihanna that sings Umbrella, L-A-L-A is from. Um, I have a small boutique salon. I'm a stylist, a single mom, and a recently new entrepreneur on the mindset for hairdressers and salon owners. Awesome. So now you say a small boutique. How many stylists do you have in your salon? Um, myself and an assistant. And then I have one other stylist that was my assistant and has transitioned into a stylist. So I'm like awesome. a proud mom her as well. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So you are still currently in lockdown, correct? We are recording this on March 9th. Yes. We, um, I've been open for five days in 2021 mm-hmm. and hopefully we're going to be open back up on Monday, but we never know. Depending if the numbers go down, I think we'll be able to. How have you been this year? Um, Last year, I was amazing in lockdown. This year has been very difficult. I don't know if it was having the cushioning of working and then lockdown happening. So you had like that cushioning of like finances that you go, okay, I can do a little bit longer. And also kind of it's new and it's fresh. So you don't know what to expect. Whereas this one, we had literally been opened for five days and she shut us completely down. And I went, um, pardon, we only worked for a couple months last year. My savings has gone to zero. Um, and I literally have to take it day by day because some days I do not want to get out of bed. I feel overwhelmed and kind of not knowing which way to go. And then I just kind of go into the gratitude and I do the gratitude, but it doesn't help the brick wall. Right. So I'm grateful and still kind of feeling heavy at the same time. Well, I think, and I know that for me in 2020, how I felt was I'm a control freak, right? So when it it first started, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to look at the bright side, right? You know, you're going to look at the, I get some time off and like, you know, people aren't going to be asking me for appointments and, you know, and then you get into the, yeah, then you get into the oh, wait, I can't go back if I want to. Oh, wait, I can't make money if I want to. Oh, wait, like, and that's when I think it gets harder. Yes. For me, it definitely wasn't, I think that's why I did so well last year. My sister, who is very much like you, she's a planner, she's controlled, she's poised. Um, Whereas I've always kind of lived my life like the wind, I just moved with it. So control wasn't a problem for me. I, I can go, I can pick up and go to another island and start over. I can plan a vacation in a couple of days. So that wasn't it. I think it was, it, this year was the fair. Instantly the fair struck me of like, okay, I need to pay my rent and I have a daughter to feed and I have employees that need to make money. So I think what happened for me was the fair took over of going, this is too uncertain and I don't know how to fix it. Well, and it went on for too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you can be only, you can only be positive for so long before you're like, okay, survival mode kicks in, right? Yeah. And trying to like talk your brain into, okay, I'm thriving. I'm thriving. No, I'm not right now. I'm just surviving. (laughs) But you do a pretty good job at kind of the, the, obviously the mindset part, right? Like where do you feel like the, the wall hits where it, you have to go into mindset work overdrive? Um, definitely with. I do not watch the news. If I turn on anything that involves what's going on outside of my bubble, I will have to go into overdrive of going, that's not what you're in control of. You are literally in control of how you feel and what you can do. And right now you actually have no control over when we open, how we open, what the numbers are. So 
I go into overdrive when I listen to others, other voices, other people, other conversations that are not in that kind of mindset of like, this is my bubble. This is what I can control. Um, so that's kind of what I've done and just kind of go into, okay, can I control this? Nope. Do I get to choose when we open back up? Nope. I do have a roof over my head. I have the most beautiful view in my home and I kind of just, <coughs> sorry, I have to slow myself down because your brain gets super loud when you get scared. Mm -hmm. It can get louder and louder and louder and it will shout my fears. I'm like, no, no, I said, no, <laughs> we got this. <laughs> well, we also, we live in a social media world, right? So how did you kind of keep that stuff out of your head while still, you know, showing up online or did you not, did you just take time away and be okay with it? Like how, how did you quiet what was going on in the world when it feels almost impossible to quiet what's going on in the world? <laughs> so I think I am very lucky. First of all, I'm not a scroller on Insta Instagram or Facebook. I don't scroll. Um, I'll scroll the first five or if somebody tags me in something, I'm going to read it, which is great. So my brain is not allowed to go there. Not on purpose. I just, I've never been a scroller because I've been down that rabbit hole and an hour can pass. Also, if I do scroll, to be honest, miss, I don't have any negative people I follow. So I don't see the negativity. So when people say that social media is negative, I don't feel like that because almost every single person that posts has something positive to say. So when I'm in my bad mood, they most of the time will switch it around. So it is the content that you're putting in and seeing and hearing all the time. It's when I'm home and I feel to like turn on the news on the actual TV. And somehow it's a little exciting as well because they make it such a big deal. And you're like, oh, the world's coming to an end. Right. <laughs> watch the next one and the next one. Um, but because I don't do that, it's only when I have to watch my prime minister come on because then we know what, what's happening. I feel the wall coming and I'll just be like, actually, I'll go into somebody and be like, can you just tell me what, what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do when we're opened? Right. So that has been a saving grace of just making sure I'm aware of what I'm putting in to myself. Now, your feed being positive, is that intentional or is that just kind of what you're always drawn to in general? I think that's just clearly what I've always been drawn to. I have, I do clean it up sometimes. So if it's something that I either don't watch, I don't need to follow. Not that it's negative. It's just, if I'm not using it, I'm not going to keep it in my feeds. Um, but it's definitely not, it's not intentional. So that's actually quite good. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is a good thing. So we were talking before we started recording this podcast about kind of hustle culture, right? And mm -hmm. we were talking about how we just aren't the hustlers. Have now, you ever been a hustler? Can I ask? I, I ask it's hard to say because when I first, I've never enjoyed the hustle. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, I have always been somebody that I, I'm an only child. I'm an Aries. Like I know what I want and I get what I want and I work to get what I want, whether that be like a fitness goal, a job, shoot, a boyfriend, whatever. Oh I wish like, I had that. Go but, <laughs> well, but it's, I wouldn't say hustle. So for example, when I worked in a commission salon, um, they had me double booking and I did it, but I hated it. I hated it so much. And then when I went into my own suite, I thought it was kind of what I had to do, right? Like I thought, well, this is how you make money. 
Um, so I did it for like six months and I still hated it. And then it was kind of this, like, I don't have to do this. So I doing it. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you feel guilty, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel guilty if you see all these people either telling you, or you just see them doing these things. And you think that that's the only way that you can be successful. And, um, I quickly changed my shit up and realized that that's not the case. And I can work less. And I mean, I would sit out in the hallway of my suite in between every client and have a snack and relax for 30 minutes. And people would come, oh, I wish I had time. And I'm like thinking to myself, but you can have you time. Can. Yeah, you yeah. choose that. You, right. Uh, whatever you're living, whatever you have in your life, I think a lot of people are unaware is it's a choice. Mm-hmm. People think it's not a choice. It is a choice. Every single thing in your life that you have right now is something that you have chosen to accept for yourself. Amen. <laughs> uh, so do you, do you feel like the hustle is... Um, peer pressure for people like us? Uh, yes. So I am not a hustler. I've never been a hustler. <laughs> I'm more like go with the flow. Um, so I, d- but I will double book and I can have five clients at the same time. And it doesn't stress me out. It is kind of, it is what it is. And I, whatever gets done, gets done. And it is kind of, it, it somehow the girls in my salon, when I used to work at commission salon, were like, how do you keep your clients? <laughs> because you just kind of have five and you come in and you go oh do you want red today okay let's do red and run in and out <laughs> and they're like and you keep them for years how and I'm like I don't know I just, I'm honest and I tell them what it is um but the hustling like I wouldn't I've never done overtime if it didn't feel like I don't I, if it felt right I did it but it wasn't a need for more because I think the hustle is a I need to make it I need to go the next step I need to and I, I was more like how does this feel do I feel to work late this night do I feel to I mean do I want to do that client do I not want to do that client do I want to go to work let hopefully my boss of 10 years ago does not know that <laughs> um, but no the hustle I think it, it is a lot of peer pressure because like I was telling you before is I felt like I'm not going to reach that next level of success that I want because all these quote-unquote people that are super successful that I've looked up to had to hustle. They woke up at 4am. They did their X, Y, and Z. They, they did three and four and five, six jobs because they wanted to go to the next level. And I'm thinking that doesn't even sound fun. Like feel, it doesn't feel good in my body. And then I realized when I was working through my mindset, success is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that I have actually been successful because everything I've ever wanted, not everything, but the feeling of feeling grounded and full of joy and so blessed is success. And I literally, at this point in my life, other than a little bit of the wall that I hit occasionally, um, I'm super successful. I live in a house that I love. I have a daughter that I'm so proud of. I have a business that everybody looked at me and said, you can't do that. You won't be, you won't do well. You're not organized. You're the flighty one. And I'm like, oh really? Three years later and I'm still doing really well. So I think it is definitely a mentality of we have to do it instead of, especially as women, miss, who we need to learn to listen to our bodies and say, what does this feel like for me? What is that success going to create for me? It's really the feeling. So am I feeling it now? If you are, then you're already successful and you just want to be excited about the next step, but be grateful for where you're at. Mm -hmm. You can be kind of both. I think too many people focus on the perception of success, you know, like looking at 
somebody who looks busy all the time or, you know, just has this look of whatever success means to somebody. Okay. Maybe they went on vacation. Um, so they look like they're successful because they were able to afford this vacation, but, and I, you know, from my money coaching, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Perception, nope. what we see of other people, we have no idea what's going on in their lives. Maybe that vacation was put on a credit card and they can barely afford the minimum payment. You know, like it's all just a perception. Yeah, they look super busy, but maybe they're really crying in the corner and only have one client. Like, why is busy? Like, why is, why do we, and I've done it and I have to catch myself. Why do you go, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so tired. I'm so busy. And so I'm going, I'm actually really not busy. I'm having a great time. I had three, four clients today. It was lovely, but there's a badge and I do it. I've heard myself where it's almost like I'm doing really well because I'm busy and exhausted. Right. How does that, why? Where did it come from? I don't, I don't know that one. I, I have no idea. I think it's just, we've been taught that busy means success. Busy yeah. means you get, if you're busy and you've worked hard, you deserve the success. So it's like, okay, the book, the book I was just talking about, um, the chill Panor, which is like my new Bible at this point. Um, she says in it, when somebody says, gosh, you, you're probably so busy. And she just answers, no, actually I'm not. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> make a promise. So that, well, when, we, when I open back up, I'm going to ask anybody that says, oh my God, you're so busy. I'm like, no, nope, I'm pretty no. sure. Yeah. And who cares if that person thinks that that means that you're slow or not making money? Because that's probably what pops up in somebody's head, right? But who cares? Because if you know that that's not the truth, who cares what the outside world thinks of your quote unquote success, right? Oh, yes. But I think that comes down to our like innate nature of wanting to belong, like the tribal feeling of wanting to be a part of a tribe and to belong to something is so inside of us that we don't even realize that a lot of the time that is why we have those conversations of I'm busy, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because we want them to feel like, hey, I'm just like you, I belong, we, we're, we're the same. Right. That's a really, really good point. I think that, and we're a part of the same community, the hair love community and the high powered community. And um, we're surrounded by people who are successful and mm -hmm. perceived successful, right? Yeah. Um, you so know, I so, like black sheep. <laughs> well, no, because I feel so, like it. I'm not, I know well, not. I feel the same. And that there are times, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm seeing all these people doing all these things, you know, they own a salon, they're stylists, they have, um, you know, a business. Yeah. All these other businesses, they're coaches, they, you know, and it's like, am I not doing enough? Like, yeah. should I want that? Am I being complacent? Am I, am I staying in my comfort zone because I only want to do this one thing? I only want to help stylists and I don't really want to help them in a, like, I don't want to like, you want to help own them a salon. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to help them with their financial situation. I want to help them feel secure. Cause again, yeah. it's all about the feeling. Oh, I love that. Feel secure. Right. But I don't necessarily want to own a salon and, and do all of those things. And there's this guilt when you're around all these people who are doing these things and don't get me wrong. If that is what somebody wants to do, I think it's beautiful. That's what it is. It's if it feels good for them. Exactly. Like, where they feel safe. That's where they feel happy. That's where it works for them. They don't actually, it's not stressed. They're not stressed out. Right. Not, they are enjoying that. Right. That's the difference is to make sure it's something you enjoy doing. 
Well, at the end of the day, you, the person listening right now to this podcast, you are the only person who knows what is going to make you happy. Nobody else. Including your children. Amen, sister. Oh, and your your family. Family's the worst. Mm -hmm. Family's the worst. 100%. And we have to remember too, is like special, let's talk about family real quick. So especially in the hair industry. You know, if you're super booked out, you're automatically considered successful, right? Which is not the case, but that is what people see. Oh my gosh, you're so hard to get in in with, you know, you're so successful, blah, blah, blah. But this could look like burnout. This could look like your prices are too low. This could look like you're fitting people in when you shouldn't be, you know. um, Are you happy? Are you happy being booked six months out? That the end of the day, is all that success worth it if you are miserable when you go home? Exactly. Exactly. And then you have your family, you know, on the other side, maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to stop working the weekends. Maybe you want to stop working at nights. Like I know for me, I live close to my whole family and I did a lot of their hair, you know? So when I wanted to stop working weekends or wanted to stop working nights and it affected their schedule, you know, they had something to say. Yes, they did. Who do you think you are? You're not working weekends. Oh, wow. Are you too too good for us I'm like um no I just you know can I ask okay this is gonna be I just got wild up <laughs> I think they think like it's not a job not family just in general mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not just this is my this, do you ask a lawyer why it doesn't work at on a Saturday or late nights well they sometimes work late nights no you don't even question it I have doctors that only work until from 8 to 12 p.m do you ask the doctor why they can work at, no you say nothing but somehow hairdressers get this thing of like you need to work the long hours, Saturdays, Sundays. What do you mean you can't fit me in? Oh, you, you're taking a day off? You're taking three days off? I'm like, pardon, this is my career. This is not who I am. This is not my identity. This is my career. And I choose to work three days a week. Yes. You, I will send you somewhere else. So I think that there's a perception for people who don't do hair that hairstylists are struggling people that are trying to make a living. How many times have you introduced yourself to somebody or they've introduced you, you know, hi, oh, I'm, what do you do for a living? I'm a hairstylist. And they're like, oh, give me your card. Like, like, let me, I'd love, like, you know. I know somebody who you can do the hair. Can you do my hair? Like if I don't have a full clientele already, you don't know what I have. It's almost this like, it's almost like we're start like everyone. I always felt like people thought I was starving for clients. Yeah. Cause you're like a starving artist. You know, how like an artist does not become famous and make a lot of money until they die. I think yeah. kind of in the Yeah. It, I found it so interesting. I really noticed it when I went out on my own. Yeah. It was like this, like, you know, oh, well, I'll make it a point, which great. That's great. You know, I would always direct people to my website because then they could look and say, oh, maybe she's not for me. Oh, she only works four days a week. Oh, she doesn't work weekends. Oh, she's expensive. Like I should do that because I don't do that. I just go, oh, you can call the salon because I'm not having that conversation out. I always directed it to my website always directed it to the website and it had frequently asked questions like, because people just assumed that if they needed their roots done, that I would have, I would be able to pull them in tomorrow and help them because I'm sitting around bored because I'm a hairstylist. (laughs) However, if you think about it, especially knowing our community, how, and I was thinking of this this week, how many of us has hairdressing changed our lives in such a positive, like saved our lives? 
for oh, me, yeah. I realized that this week, I didn't feel for a long time, if I said something about, I had a very traumatic experience in my, which we're not going into, in my early twenties. And I used to say, you know, I never used to think I was the prettiest and the smartest and the this and the that. But the one thing I had was like, I was called a nun and I was an angel. And then I realized the one thing that I've been super good at and has always made me feel super amazing is doing hair. Like I just, I lit up. I didn't, I didn't even, I haven't even realized it 10, 12 years into it. You, you don't even realize it gave me a purpose. It, it was, it's been a big part of my identity. So it is, it's changed human lives like to make you feel like you belong to something that you're good at something that you've done this and you make other people feel beautiful and not most of us don't just do it on the outside I would say at least all the ones I know somehow touch their clients on a on an inside soul level which what other career gets to touch people on a soul level I totally agree that was my favorite part you know I mean it's not I don't really care about picking up foils like you know what I mean? I can do that on a mannequin, but it was, it was the conversations and it was, I mean, think about it, you know, like I, I was there for graduations. I was there for weddings. I was there for deaths. I was, you know, I was there for cancer. Like, yep. I had an old lady look at me. She's like, I come here because you bring sunshine. I didn't even know she was such a sweet little, I didn't even know she suffered with depression, but just bringing, just coming to get somebody to touch you. There's so many people that actually don't get physically touched by being touched by your head. It is such a human need that we got to give to other people. Yeah. And that's why I think we do need to change how we talk about hairdressers, how we ourselves talk about hairdressers. I tell you I'm guilty because I'm like, I'm just a hairdresser. I'm like, no, I'm a life changer is what I am. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think that, well, there's the perception of the outside of the industry and then there's this thing going on inside the industry, right? Like we know, Yeah. we know what it's like because we're behind the chair you know, but people don't understand, you know, people don't understand the conversation, especially someone who doesn't go in and pour their heart out because I had clients who didn't want to talk and, you know, they would never understand the connection that you have with someone that you've done for over 10 years, you know? And then what about, you know, take that you're, you're sharing and you're helping people through a lot of difficult times and you're not taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. as hairdressers how many hairdressers do you know that actually take care of their mental health their body their what they put in their bodies it's coffee well before it used to be coffee and cigarettes a pack of nuts like yeah. we give so much to other people but we don't take care of ourselves like how right. have we have we lost that and for anyone listening that doesn't realize that you you like your mental like you thinking like whether it's a color correction or hard conversations or just anything where your brain is working you know on overdrive like that is exhausting yes it is exhausting if anyone's listening and you've ever taught a class you know what i'm talking about like you even if you're just standing there talking for an hour or two you need like a whole day to recover so if you're standing behind the chair 10 hours a day you know, having chemistry and therapy and all these things going on in your head, it is exhausting. And then the worry, like think of it. And you know what? That's what I love about what you're doing is we are so not taught as women in general, but definitely in hair school about money and budgeting. And think of it. You're now giving all of this energy. You're also not feeling good about what's going on with your bank account because you're kind of afraid. So then you go into the hustle mode because you know, okay, I'm spending this. I need to make this. And it's, there's no flow because there's no security in in the back of like 
your finances. If you don't know your finances, you are not going to feel relaxed and comfortable. If you're not good with your mindset, you're not going to be able to be relaxed and comfortable and give 100% because you're either worrying or stressed out and not taking time for yourself to learn what you need and you want. Right. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Now, and again, for anyone listening and you do not know who Tanika is, you need to follow her because I met her at Hair Love in 2019 and she has a smile that literally lights up the room. And I will tell you, um, I'll have to send you a picture of my best friend since third grade because she has a very similar smile. And it's like, it's one of those smiles that you don't have to say anything. Like, I want to be your client just because I want to walk into the salon just to like see you with open arms in that smile. That got the smile because I actually have a down mouth. Like when I relax, I look like a resting bitch face and I can't do it now because I'm smiling too much. So thank God it goes really high up because when it's relaxed, it's really low down. Well, let me ask you a question because I feel like you're, you exude positivity, right? Like most of the time. Is that, does that turn into a problem? Like you, you're not happy all the time. Nobody's happy all the time. I am definitely not happy all the time. I am actually definitely have struggled. I've flirted with depression before, um, really bad depression. And I think that's why being mindful has been super important to me because it has been life-changing. I suffer with imposter syndrome because I feel like, who do you think you are? My biggest thing is I'm not enough, um, so it is something I have to tell myself, but I will tell you, I have, I'm a roller coaster. I have ups and downs and ups and downs. And when I do show up for people, it's because I can at that point, but I also retrieve into my cave because I need to recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even like the pandemic has it. I already have that tendency of being down when I'm not in, in the right frame of mind. Um, but because of Hello, to be honest, it had it had changed my life on a whole different level. The last two years has been pretty magical. And it, it, the truth was finding people that truly support you and want better for themselves and love you through it um, is a big, I'm not gonna cry, is a big, has been a game changer, especially when you feel alone. Having a group of women that are in the same boat as you has been just super helpful actually. Well, I know that you talk about um, where you live, that it, there's not that much of a community. Like it's just kind of what I'm going to imagine is like the old school way of salons, right? Like yeah. you stay in your salon, you don't talk to people in other salons, like, and, and that's kind of it. Cause that's how it was right. when I first started 17 yes. years ago. Exactly. So for me, I got lucky. So I, all the other hairdressers don't talk to them, but they all, all come to me. So like, I just had one from the West Coast. She called, Hey, do you think I should do this? And like, Hey, have you done? So I've made it comfortable to share with somebody because I'm not going to steal your ideas because I just don't have time. Um, but I would, it's not just about them coming to me. I want them to come to each other. You want to create a safe place for everybody because there's enough sunshine for everybody. Um, but I was going to say, sorry, because you were saying about my down. One of the things I'm super blessed for where I live, especially in between clients, because some, some of the times we have to, they, they don't need to know I'm down right? That's not my, this is my job at the end of the day. And they don't get to know whether I'm having a bad day or a good day, but I do need to listen to my body. And if I need a moment, I will go outside and my salon is right next to the beach. And I just put my feet in and let the salt water wash it and just recharge for a little bit. Because even though I'm down, I, and I, and I can't run away and I can't tell them I'm down. I need to find a way to fill myself up. 
And that's definitely been a blessing for me that I can fill myself up with the sun and the sea and the sand. But oh, it is, you have to find that thing that kind of gets you through it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that can be different for everybody. You know, for me, it was just sitting, you know, I needed to just sit and eat something because I like to eat. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm the same way. So I'm an introverted, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I'm great around people, but like I need to be alone and to just chill um, or I, I'm exhausted, it like exhausts me. Yeah. I, I think that. Um, what do you do to keep your mindset other than eating in between, but in general? So it's changed a lot this year because my mindset, my, my struggles now are different you know, the imposter syndrome, who am I to help people with this particular thing? You know, the, are people even listening? You know, that it's, it's just new, right? So, um, a couple different things. Now I look for proof that things are working. So this one was a big one and it's so stupid and simple. (laughs) Anything I will find the most difficult things are the simplest. Yes. My dad used to say kiss, keep it simple, stupid all the time. Right. Yes, exactly. Like, and it'll be the stupidest thing. Like I will be like, you know what? Like nobody's reading my newsletters and then I'll go and look and I'll be like, oh, actually like a good percentage of people are opening them like more than the average. So great. Or I'll be like, oh, you know, is my one-on-one coaching helping this person? And then like the next day I'll get a message from them about something that they, you know, accomplished and thanking me. And I'm like, okay, Misty, like stop. You're telling yourself shit. That's not even true. So it's kind of looking for for the proof that things are working has been super helpful. Um, I also, uh, am back in the gym. Oh, her body is I stopped going, um, in 2020 because of the pandemic. And then I made all these excuses on why I couldn't work out. You know, that's super helpful, helpful for me as well. That's my therapy. I mean, besides the therapy I actually go to, um, but there's something about working out for me where I will go in my head and I'll be like, I want to stop right now, but I'm going to keep going. And then I, in my head, why I'm in the gym, I'll be like, that's how I felt you know, when I put this course out, but I can keep going. And I, you know what I mean? Like I start relating my, it makes you go keep wanting to go because if you can do that next rep, you can do that next podcast. You can do that next email. If you can right. do the next rep, right? Yep. Exactly. I love that. And the last thing that I do is I shower at night now, which I know this sounds weird. <laughs> I always showered in the, well, I always showered in the morning, um, because I wanted my hair to look nice, blah, blah, blah. You know, or I just would like wait a day and not like even rinse off. Like, cause I don't know. I'm gross, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you said it first. Cause yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like a dirty girl. Cause I'm like, I hate to bathe and yeah, shower. Yeah, no, there's some days that I just don't feel like it. But, um, in the past couple weeks, I will at least get in the shower, with the shower cap and rinse off every night. And it is like rinsing off the day. Yeah. Do you know what your trick should be as well? Um, salts, um, Himalayan, Himalayan sea salt. Um, yes. I hold a lot of energy in my back. So I actually need to, I need to get some more, but I need to, I need to, I do it in the morning. I should really do it at night. <laughs> yeah. I'm washing off my bad dreams. I've oh, heard I that. that. I haven't done that yet, but it's, that has been amazing. I've slept better, which means I wake up a little bit earlier. Um, I, I feel better throughout the day. So those have been big for me. Um, and, and reminding myself that things don't have to be hard. Yes. 
So I'll tell you a trick that I learned. Um, And as you know, the universe gives us everything we have asked for. And this is going to be so difficult because it's so simple. And you literally say on the morning, show me how easy. Show me how easy. Do you have it up too on my sticky? Show me how easy. It says it doesn't have to feel hard on my laptop. So I see it every day. But did you ever know, especially with words, the words are super. I do NLP. I'm I love all that stuff, which is neuro-linguistics programming. The doesn't, the universe doesn't hear. Oh, because it's negative. Yes. So take out the thing and figure out how to say it in a positive way and switch it. Because what it will do is it will give you things that are hard. So I could say it is easy. It is easy. Perfect. Oh, and it will totally switch it. Switch it. <laughs> Good girl. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> I only I learned that because of the NLP, which was incredible, but yeah. Well, okay. So back to the hustle thing, right? Like yes. it, it feels like if it's not hard, it's not going to be successful. That's what or we're kind of programmed. Hard, you don't deserve it. Right, right. We get it. We also then don't feel we deserve it because it came too easy. Yes. Just as bad as wanting to know it's not going to work because you have to hustle. But another one is sometimes you get it. I've gotten it easy and you feel like you don't deserve it because it was so easy. But the truth is, as you know, with all the stuff we've done is you deserve it just because you're human. Like you're a soul. And at that simple level, you deserve it. Like, and that's hard to swallow is you deserve it just because you're human. But it's so true. And that's something that took me a long time to realize. Um, is yeah, like, like, why do we have to, why do we have to feel guilty for making money doing something? Yeah, easily. You can't even say it, right? You want to be like doing something we love. We can't even say, um, why can't I make some money easily? Because that doesn't sound natural because we've never been taught that it can naturally come to us. But if we do think, at least I think that everything is energy and we exchange energy by Um, our services and money is energy so it's literally just it comes in and out and that's when you think of that as a cycle it's easy Mm -hmm. but we're not trained to think that it's energy and it can come and it goes and we give our energy we get our energy and it it is just a different way of thinking because we've not seen it really and truly or I haven't seen it growing up Um, and you don't hear about it so we need to talk about it yeah so that people can hear about it do you feel like um, in this new world of online where things can be easy, right? Like now we can do what it used to take a week to do, right? We can do yeah. now in one day and probably not even leave our house. Yes. Even down to like groceries, ordering products for the salon, like all these things, right? Um, do you feel like this conversation is going to continue to grow? Like, do you feel like our kids are going to grow up seeing the ease Or do you think the hustle mentality will always kind of be at the top? I think it depends on how we teach them. So I'm, I I felt a heart when you jabbed that, I just thought, oh my gosh, I need to, like, I try and show Sky how easy it is. But if you ask her, she'll tell you, because I'm always on the computer learning or doing something for work. She'll just say, my mom is always working, which is not ease. And I'm not always working, but in her head, I think it is what we show them. It's not even what we say. So if we make it look easy and like, it's fun, she knows I love it. She knows I love what I do. Um, and she loves to come in and out of, of it as well. But I think if we make it fun as well and show her that it can, or him, that it can be easy, that's when it will change. But until they, until you connect the dots, I 
I think it's going to be maybe gr- my grandchildren might be able to see that. Yeah. But I think because I'm now learning it, I pray that she will be able to think that it's easy, but I'm only now learning that it could be easy. So I'm thinking maybe the next generation, if we keep this up, if we tell enough people and teach enough people, definitely. If we keep having these conversations. Yep. I'm, I'm a big believer of conversations change the world. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I always think about like there's ease and then there's laziness, right? Like there's just straight up laziness. Yes. So it's fi- kind of finding that, that line of not, cause I totally have the tendency to want to just be lazy, but yeah. the guilt, oh my God. It's the not guilt. Worth it. So that's what you have to kind of think of when you do, I, I, I'm a Napa girl and I can get lazy the dishes sometimes don't get done, but yeah. What is the fine line? I can't answer that one for me. What would be the fine line? How would you know when it's laziness and when it's being easy in the flow? You know what I've started doing in the past couple of weeks that's been super helpful is I schedule out my time, right? So like, I know that I have like, I have a, a lunch date with my grandfather that we just started the first week of every month. And I know that I don't want to rush that. So I make sure ev- that day, I'm off that day. Like I will not do, I won't get on my computer. I won't look at my email, my work emails. Like that day is my day to, if I want to get home from that lunch and lay on the couch, I can. So I think it's important to not overschedule yourself and give yourself room to have those moments. Cause I know for me, there's some days that I'm like, I'm going to schedule Instagram content this week. And I wake up and I just don't fucking feel like it. Oh, thank you. Because let me tell you, y'all's, and your Instagram is killing it. And I'm going, I don't really feel. <laughs> let me tell you, okay, I am, I'm one of those people that I want to post how I feel when I feel it. Yes. And I have a very hard time batching content, but it saves me so much stress. The times that I do it, I do not do it often. I'm working on it. I'm trying to do it more often. Yeah. Um. I just this week batched my newsletters and that felt great because that is like this like dark cloud that hangs over me every week. (laughs) Like done for the week or the month. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, they're done for the month. I don't have to worry about them for three weeks. And then next in the three week mark, I'll write the next month. Don't have to worry about them. So, so I I struggle with that myself um, because I want to be authentic. Yeah. Like that's my thing. Like I don't want to be fake. And I don't want people to feel like I'm being fake. And there's some days that, you know, a week ago I wrote a post about, you know, that I, I don't know, make something up that I felt great. And then I wake up not feeling that great. And I feel weird posting it. Correct. That's my thing. I'm like, I can't post positive when I'm not in the mood of positive. However, here's the thing. I'm going to teach you something that I got taught. It's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. You're doing it for the person on the other end. You're not doing it for you. So it's not that you're being fake. It's you're posting because you know somebody else needs to hear it, even though you don't feel like it right now. That's I'm true. saying that, but I need to take my own advice. But that is so true. And there's sometimes I will post and in my mind, I'm like, well, note to self. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Oh, yes. It is a note to self most of the time for me. <laughs> Majority of the time. I'm learning that I, I'm able to batch like my money posts, right? Because my money posts are for, you know, me five years ago. Because yeah. the person I'm helping, I want to help was me five, five years, years ago. Years yeah. Ago, yeah. So that doesn't feel as inauthentic because it's like, it doesn't matter how I wake up. That was still me five years ago. Um, and then I just leave room to have the posts where I'm feeling it that yeah. day. 
I find with batching because I don't like there's certain words I don't like so like um, time management I don't like so I have switched some words in my life um, so instead of having like specific exactly what you said about like not being so hard and overbooking I have days so like I have a goddess day which is just me doing whatever me wants to do whether it's sit in front of the tv or it's go for a walk it's a full day of whatever I want to do a half a day really literally of whatever I want to do I have a business day I have a salon day I have a get shit done day I have a home get stuff done day so what it does is it just makes me feel like I can still flow because I need to flow the person I am I need to kind of flow and even if that day doesn't happen, because I'm going to be honest, some of the days don't happen, it's less guilt because it's not so structured for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'll get it done next week. It's fine. When you overbook yourself, you screw yourself. This is in the salon and at home. Yes. You know, I started making to-do lists when I first started working from home and I would be so upset if I didn't get them done. So now I started making what I get to-do lists. Oh, I love and then I don't, there's no pressure. Ever since I reframe my mind with that, there is no pressure. I list them from priority, top priority to lowest priority. And then every night before I leave my office, I rewrite the list for the next day. And more than likely, some of those low priority stuff drop off completely. Cause I'm like, you know what? I really don't need to do that. Yes. You know, and if I didn't finish something that does need to be done, it just goes to the top of the next day's priority list. And I don't feel guilty if I don't get it done. I love that. Mine is like, so I'll like put, I can't, I, cause of how my brain works. I actually do it on a piece of paper all over. And then I look, I'm like, okay, what's important? And I'll circle what's important. Yes. So yeah. like anything, the, anything that feels rigid doesn't feel natural for me. So I'll just flow a bunch of words of what I need to get done. And I'm like, okay, what do I actually need to get done today? And they're circled and that's what I focus on. And exactly that move it to the next day. Right. If you do it and you don't do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's super helpful. It's so helpful because, and I like to, too, like, I like to have Thursdays and Fridays or like, I don't schedule anything on purpose because if on Wednesday, what I had scheduled didn't feel right, I can do it on Thursday or Friday. Oh, that's brilliant. Now, granted for those listening, I'm not behind the chair. You know, obviously that's a little harder when you have appointments and things that have to get done, but, um, you know, like I won't even schedule podcast interviews or anything on those days because say today, like even today, like say something happened where we couldn't talk, we could move it over to another day. Like it just gives me the freedom. I do Wednesdays. So Wednesdays, I never realized, but it's because Monday and Tuesdays are my get shit done days for work and life and everything. And I've always kept Wednesdays open. And it's probably naively I knew if I couldn't get those things done, I can do it on a Wednesday. Right. Because I do work behind the chairs, right? Well, when we're open, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So I love that. That is a really great idea. I'm going to keep that open then. Yeah. So then, then you know that that's, it's not saying that you're off that day. It's just saying that, you know, that that it's a flexible day. Yeah. It's a flex day. Yeah, exactly. So that, that has been really helpful and just taking the pressure off. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. So much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been such a hard year. So I think, um, I think everyone's kind of refocusing and refiguring out what they want, whether they realize it or not, like even behind the chair. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing people moving salons, switching their schedules, changing their prices, like, like crazy. I want to own a salon. Like I actually don't like managing people. I love doing hair. I love my clients and I have amazing girls that work with me but I still feel like a babysitter for big adults. And I don't like that feeling. 
Right. So I might actually go into renting what renting my stylist. I'm like, listen, if you want to rent a chair and you just make sure it's tidy and you organize all your stuff, that might feel better for me. An assistant, I don't, she's pretty, I'll still have an assistant, but I don't want to manage people. Right. I, I love people, but I don't want to manage people. Well, and by, by saying no to that side, you're opening up the yeses to, you know, the things that I do bring like me that. joy and the things mm-hmm. that I do enjoy doing and things, and things that bring you happiness is what equals to success in my, in my eyes, at least. Yeah. My friend, uh, Sarah Marie, she's the vivid brunette. Um, she says, uh, when you say yes to something, remember you're saying no to something else. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's something to think about when it comes to boundaries in your business, in your life, any of those things. Cause you know, time is valuable. Time is more valuable than money. We don't get it back. Mm-mm. Time is more valuable than jewelry, than clothes. And you literally do not get it back. It is something that you spend. And I realized that maybe a year and a half ago, when um, my mother-in-law passed, I just realized, I mean, I've had a lot of people pass in my life, but when you're older, you're aware of that minute, you don't get back. That time you spent with that person, you don't get back. Right. So now is really all you have and now is gone within a second. So it's yeah. quite, it's quite, spend your time wisely. Mm-hmm. I know people say that, you know, what's so funny is all the cliche things that you hear when you truly listen to what they say, it is, they're brilliant. Yes. I have always been, if you look back on my MySpace page back in the day, there's a million (laughs) quotes. Like I still scroll Pinterest and just look at quotes like, because sometimes one sentence can literally change your life. Yep. And I swear by that. Sometimes you just needed to hear it in that way for your mind to go, oh my God. Like the biggest one, one of the ones that I still use all the time is in, you know, is saying, not saying I don't have time, but saying I, I'm not making it a priority. I saw you. Did you post that recently? I post it all the time. Yeah, I did I this week, I think. Remember this. I need to remember this. Anytime you are, you say, oh, I'm, I don't have time to do that. Whether it's yes. the gym, whether it's opening a business, whether, you know, whatever it is. Yep. And just instead say, I'm not making going to the gym a priority. And it hurts sometimes. I was going to say, because it hurts. That's why yeah. people like to say it. <laughs> well, it reframes your mind and it goes, wait, so I'm it not making- you. Why am I not doing it? Right, exactly. <laughs> or sometimes you go, no, it's not. You know, like it can go either way. But um, that I use that one all the time because yeah. it's so true. Like you make time for the things that you really want. Yes, you do. You really do. Yeah. If not, you make excuses of why you don't want to do it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Tanika, you know, and I feel like I say this all the time, but I could sit and talk to you forever. (laughs) I miss you all very much. I'm like, I need another pair love retreat. I know. Well, hopefully I will see you on at the one this year. We'll see what you're thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Tell everyone listening where they can find you. Um and my three Instagrams. So it's Tanika and um, well, T-E-N-I-K-A underscore Tang. I, I was about to go at gmail.com. <laughs> if you would like to email Tanika. <laughs> That's not my email, so I will not get it. Um, or at underscore C beyond because that's what I'm trying to work at or Tanika Tang Hair Studio. So love it. Tanika, thank you so much. Thank you. 
I hope you found this episode as inspiring as I did. If you liked it, please take a screenshot, post it on the gram, tag me, tag Tanika. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review um, on this podcast would also be wonderfully appreciated. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I cannot thank you enough for being such a support um, for this podcast and really just all of the things I do. You know, you show up and you just hope people resonate with it and, and you do, and it just makes my heart happy. So again, thank you so much. And I will talk with you on the next one.